0: the Lord has made and it's great we can gather together for worship and I just want to welcome you and and uh, just say what a great time of year it is I enjoyed seeing all the prom pictures uh, yesterday and uh, and I pray everybody was safe and and enjoyed that Um, but uh, then you know awards programs at school the year coming to an end and graduation and and uh, just an exciting time and of course, we'll have a baccalaureate here uh, next Sunday night and just all part of the graduation process and uh, summertime is coming. So what a a great time of year. And uh, I just want to um, just remind our church family, I hope you'll be back tonight, choir practice at five and then evening worship at six. And then also, um, men, I want to remind you about our men's prayer group at 430 in the morning on Wednesday. Hope you'll come and join us. We've uh, had great times together a meeting together to pray and and so um, hope you'll be a part of that. And also um, want to uh, remind you about next Sunday our uh, worship uh, outdoor will be on the lawn. So uh, bring a chair and also uh, be sure to bring a friend. I pray that we'll reach out and um, invite friends to come and be with us next Sunday morning out on the lawn. And I was looking at the long range forecast and right now there's a fifty percent chance of rain. So. Uh, If that happens, we'll be inside and we'll just move it inside and then we'll eat down in the fellowship hall, but uh, that's still seven days away, so uh, one of the things we're praying for in our men's prayer group is the weather coming up on Sunday, so uh, Lord willing, we'll be outside on the lawn and I hope you'll invite a friend and you'll join us, and also um, we'll have a a cookout and we're asking everyone to bring uh, a side and dessert, so there is a sign-up sheet out at the Welcome Center, and if you would like to sign that up, that would kind of help us as we... Uh, prepare for this uh, coming Sunday. And then, uh, as I already mentioned, uh, next Sunday night will be the Baccalaureate Service. And looking forward to that, Evangelist Steve Hale from Woodstock, Georgia, is going to be here to uh, share with our, our graduates. And all our graduates will receive a, a Bible. And um, looking forward to hosting a Baccalaureate Service here. So uh, just remember that as well. Support and pray uh, for our graduates. And then today... Uh, we have the privilege of recognizing our graduates, and, uh, and it's a special time. But also, um, I want to remind you that we need volunteers for uh, Mission Week that's coming up in June, and I believe starting June 13th, and also uh, Vacation Bible School. Um, there's a sign-up sheet for both of those. There's also uh, a flyer out there about Mission Week and uh, what we'll be doing and um, the, the items that are needed. Uh, Doug was telling me that we've had a great response, uh, that there's a lot of things planned for Mission Week, and uh, they're going to have to put together over 600 uh, care bags. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to have a packing night for that on June the 1st. So we'll remind you about that, but what a great response and a lot of preparation for Mission Week, and, and so uh, let's remember that uh, as well that's coming up, and also Vacation Bible School. Uh, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. and. And uh, thank you so much for being here. If you're visiting with us, uh, attached to our bulletin is a visitor's card. And I hope you'll take a few moments and fill out that information. And as always, if any of you have any prayer requests, we'd love to receive those and pray with you about those requests. And then when the offering plate is passed, if you'll just drop that in there so that we can receive that. Uh, Thank you for being here this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, we give you praise. You alone are worthy. Thank you for the bright sunshine outside. Thank you for the sunshine in our soul through Jesus and the hope, the victory that we have in you. So, Lord, we look to you right now, God, and we ask for your help. God, that you would teach us. And, Lord, I pray that we'll respond as you speak to our hearts. And, Lord, we pray for our graduates. Lord, I thank you so much for them, and we're proud of them. We pray for them. Bless them, Lord Jesus, and we give you praise in your precious name. Amen. Would you please stand together as our graduates enter?
1: Good morning, Um, I'm going to ask Jennifer if she'll come up to help me with um, passing out the gifts, but today is a very special day for uh, for our church, you may be seated, I didn't know I was in charge of that, today is a very special day for our church and our families for these young students as we recognize the graduation and the start of a new chapter in their life. Um, and today we have four students that are graduating that's in our church family. We have three who are high school graduates and we have one who is a college graduate who is actually not here this morning but we still want to recognize her and that's Lindsay Fowler. She's graduating from Winthrop University. Um, so we want to recognize these, these young students as they graduate this morning. And I'm always reminded when I think about our students and we think about our youth, of first Timothy chapter four verse twelve where Paul is writing to the young Timothy and he is encouraging Timothy to continue in his walk with Christ as he shares the message of of Christ. And and Paul tells Timothy in this verse right here in, in verse twelve, he tells him, he says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set for them an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity and I encourage each one of our students this morning as they graduate and they start a, a new chapter in their life I encourage them to continue to walk with Christ continue to grow in Christ and continue to make Christ your number one priority um, I just encourage you guys to do that and, and uh, on behalf of me and Jennifer I want you guys to know that we love you we enjoyed spending time with you guys over the past several years look forward to seeing you succeed in your life. Um, so at this time, I want to uh, I want to recognize each one of them, as Jennifer has gifts here. The first one I want to recognize is Gabby Wong. She is graduating from Liberty High School, and after graduation, she'll be attending An- Anderson University. Um, I aggravated her back there in the welcome. I said, did Anderson University really meet you before they accepted you? She said, yeah, they did. They met me. So congratulations, Gabby. Proud of you. Um, The next one is Gracie Jackson. She's graduating from Liberty High School, um, and she'll be attending Charleston Southern University after she graduates. Um, I still remember little Gabby when she would come in as a middle schooler, and she would have a knee brace on her knee, and um, Gracie would – she was in – involved in gymnastics at that time and that's I think that's the first time that we actually got to, to meet Gracie and spend a lot of time with her so proud of be Gracie um, the next one is Tanner Avery he is graduating from Liberty High School and he'll be attending um, Tri-County College that's um, Jennifer's she she loves him in, in Sunday school because he's always volunteering to read that's the one that tanner always loves to read so thank you tanner and of course i've already mentioned Lindsay fowler but um, she's not with us this morning um, so we want to recognize her and she is graduating from winthrop university um, so we we have a gift for her dora we'll, we'll give you a gift and let you pass it on to her so we just want to thank uh, each one of these students thank the families um, and, um, and then congratu- congratulations on your graduation
2: You'll stand with me at this time. Glorify thy name. My daughter actually yelled out in Little John Coliseum when they told everybody to be quiet. Thank you, Jesus. To God be the glory is where I was leading with that.
0: Thank you. You may be seated. Indeed, the Lord has done great things. It's not what we've done or what we can do, but it's all what He has done, what the Lord Jesus has done for us on the cross. And I'm grateful that there's still an empty tomb and that we serve a risen Savior. I'm thankful for the victory that we have through Jesus Christ our Lord, and I'm grateful for the peace of God that we have uh, through Jesus. And I'm grateful for a home in heaven. Aren't you glad this world is not our home? Uh, There's so much evil and and things going on in this world today, but, but I'm grateful that there's a better day coming for those of us that are believers in Christ. And so to God be the glory, it's not us, but Him. To God be the glory, great things that, that He has done. And um, as we pray this morning, um, I know that there was a, a shooting up in uh, Buffalo, New York. And so we want to remember, uh, pray for our nation, pray for, for this situation and those uh, victims and their families. Uh, it's, a, it's an evil world that we live in. But I'm, I'm grateful that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We have victory through Jesus. And so uh, let's, let's remember and pray for our nation and, and uh, pray for uh, those victims. And, and then also, um, as we pray this morning, um, as I've already mentioned, we've got our outdoor worship on the lawn. And let's pray that God will use that and God will be glorified. And, and uh, also the baccalaureate service, let's pray for that, for our graduates that will be here. And, um, and then also our Acts table. Let's be in prayer for willing hearts that God would impress upon our church family uh, areas to serve and that we'll be faithful and obedient uh, to serve the Lord as He leads. I just want to remind you about our Acts table. And then also, let's continue to pray for Miss Helen Talbert as, uh, as she's continuing to uh, recover from her surgery. Also, uh, pray for Barry Chapel. I talked to Barry uh, on Friday and um, asked him how he was doing and he said, one day at a time sweet Jesus. And really, that's the case for all of us, isn't it? And I'm Grateful for that hope we have in Him, but continue to pray for Barry. Also, Cindy Lawrence is, uh, has has not been feeling well, and continue to pray for her. That uh, understand she's doing better, but uh, praying for Cindy and and then uh, Gary Medlin. This is David uh, Brown's uncle. Uh, let's pray for, for him. He's in the hospital, uh, having a tough time. We'll remember him and those that have upcoming procedures and surgeries. Let's remember them as we pray. And uh, and then our shut in of the week is uh, Vicky Chapel's mom, Miss uh, Jessie Smith. And uh, her information is, is listed there in the bulletin. Perhaps maybe we can reach out to her and encourage her uh, this week. Uh, but as we go the Lord in prayer, I'm sure that there are many requests. I know parents praying for your graduates. We're proud of our graduates and uh, praying that the Lord would be their guide and that God would guide their steps and that they would follow the Lord's lead and God's plan and God's way for their life. And, And uh, we certainly want to pray for our graduates this morning. And uh, whatever request that you may have on your heart this morning, the altar is open, and I invite all who would to come and join me this morning as we go to the Lord in prayer. Our loving, gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we call on your name this morning. And Lord, we acknowledge that You are the name above all names. There's none like You. God, we look to You, we worship You, and we praise You this morning. And we thank You, Lord, for the wonderful privilege and opportunity that we have to live this day. Lord, You woke us up to a new day, and we're reminded in Your Word that Your mercies are renewed. And we're so grateful, we're so undeserving, but we are so thankful, Lord, for Your grace and mercy. And we ask for Your help, Lord, today. God, speak to us, Lord, and help us, teach us, Lord, today. Through the Holy Spirit, Lord, and I pray that we'll commit and respond and and say yes to you. And we pray for our church family, Lord. We think about worship on the uh, grounds next Sunday, and I pray that visitors will come and Lord, that you'll prepare hearts. I pray for good weather and every aspect of it God. May you be glorified and Lord, as we host baccalaureate and Lord, as we continue, Lord, to prepare for uh, mission week and also Vacation Bible School. So many wonderful opportunities, Lord, to serve you coming up and Lord, I just pray that you will bless and speak to hearts and, God, that souls will be saved, God, and that you'll be glorified. And I pray for our church family, Lord, help us to be willing to serve. And, and I just pray you'll speak to us, Lord, about serving you and where you'd have us to serve, God, as we look to a new church here coming up soon. And God, I just pray that you would uh, just be with Helen Talbert and Barry Chapel this morning, God, we lift them up to you. And also Cindy Lawrence, Lord, we pray for her that she'll get better. And And then for uh, Gary Medlin as well, Lord, we call on your name. And all of those, Lord, that are shut in this morning, God, I pray you'll encourage them and and help them today, dear Lord. And we just give you praise, Lord, for this opportunity to come and gather and worship together. Speak to us, draw us ever closer, dear Jesus. God, we just again pray for our graduates. Lord, I pray that you will give them wisdom, Lord, as they seek your wisdom more than anything else. Lord, that they would seek your way and your plan for their life, Lord. I pray that, Lord, that that they would hide Your Word in their heart, that they'd not sin against You. And I pray, Lord, that Your Word would be a lamp unto their feet and a light unto their path. Lord, guide them, show them the way. And I thank You, Lord, that You are available. God, You tell us if we lack wisdom to seek You. And so I pray for our graduates. Guide them and show the way, dear Lord. And I pray that they would follow by faith and trust in You. Lord, help us today again, Lord, we ask, in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen.
2: If you'll stand with me this time for our arbitrary hymn, There's a land that is fairer than day.
3: Just don't get it right. Where I talk a talk that I don't walk and miss the moments right before my eyes. Somebody with a hurt that I could have helped, somebody with a hand that I could have held, and I just can't see past myself. Lord, help me be A little more like mercy, a little more like grace, a little more like kindness, goodness, love and faith. A little more like patience, a little more like peace, a little more like Jesus, a little less like me.
2: There's no denying I have changed, I've been
3: saved from who I used to be. But even at my best, I must confess, I still need help to see the way you see. Somebody with a hurt that I could have helped Somebody with a hand that I could have held When I just can't see past myself Lord, help me be A little more like mercy A little more like grace A little more like kindness Goodness, love, and faith A little more like patience A little more like peace A little more like Jesus, a little less like me. Oh, I want to feed the beggar on the street. Love to be your hands and feet. Freely give what I receive, Lord, help me be. I want to put you first above all else. Love my neighbor as myself. In the moments no one sees, Lord, help me be. A little more like mercy, a little more like grace. A little more like kindness, goodness,
1: love, and
3: faith. A little more like patience, a little more like peace. A little more like Jesus, a little less like me. A little more of living, everything I preach. A little more like Jesus, a little less like me, a little less like me.
0: That's a great message in song, and what a great prayer. Lord, a little less like me and, and, and a lot like you. That's, that's what we need, uh, to be more like Christ. And uh, Jesus is our greatest example. And uh, we looked in our Follow Jesus groups this morning uh, where, uh, where Jesus washed the disciples' feet, and, um, and he did that as, a, as an example. And um, he, he wanted them to understand that he wants his followers you know, to be humble and and to serve others and uh, we are like Christ when we humbly serve and we put others ahead of ourselves. and and so uh, what a great song what a great reminder this morning uh, more like you and less like me that's what we need to be more Christ like and what an honor and a privilege it is to be like Jesus and I pray each and every one of us is is in that process Lord help it. help me each and every day to grow closer to you and to be more like you not like me but like you and and, uh, and I pray that that's our, our heart's desire, uh, even here this morning. And, and uh, I want us to look this morning, as we honor our graduates, I was thinking about what to preach this morning, and the Lord laid on my heart Proverbs chapter 1. And uh, we'll start in verse 7 and go through uh, verse 19. And I want to preach a message entitled this morning, Make Wise Choices. The knowledge of God and the knowledge to make wise choices are interrelated. Next to the knowledge of God in salvation, you know, where God spoke to our hearts and we realized that we were lost and needed forgiveness of our sin, and uh, we placed our faith in Christ and praise God, He gloriously saved us and washed our sin away by His own blood, and uh, we have an inheritance in glory. You know, next to the knowledge of that, next to knowledge of God in salvation, the knowledge to live wisely is the most important kind of knowledge. Godly knowledge is more than just information. It's about transformation. I mean, the renewing of our mind, and we have been transformed by the power of God, and God changes us, and all of a sudden, the things that we once did, or the decisions we once made, or the things that we once participated in, we have discernment now, godly knowledge, and so we're different, and we're changed, we're transformed by His power. Godly wisdom is applied truth that leads to transformation and wise, practical living of making wise choices. So I want us to look this morning in Proverbs chapter 1, and really, uh, I think that what we're talking about can be summed up in uh, verse 7, which is is one of Solomon's famous sayings. And what a great reminder this morning as we begin uh, in verse 7. So follow along as, um, as I begin in verse 7 of Proverbs chapter 1. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother. For they uh, will be a graceful ornament on your neck and chains about your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like sheol, and whole like those who have gone to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall find we shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way of them. Keep your foot from their path, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the light of, of any, or in the sight of, of any bird. But they lie in wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the reading of your word. Lord, we know that your word is true. And I pray that we'll apply it to our hearts and lives here this morning. We'll never be sorry, God, when we take you at your word and we believe and trust in your word. So help us today. Lord, I pray that we'd be wiser today as a result of Your Word as we commit to You today. That's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to begin here in verse 7. As we think about making wise choices, where does it all begin? Well, we find the starting point in verse 7. So look here again at verse 7. The fear of the Lord is what? The beginning of knowledge. The fear of God. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. When we think of the knowledge of God, And the knowledge to make wise choices. It should encourage us that God has infinite wisdom. Have you ever thought about that? You know, I mean, if my kids ask me a question, I'll do my best to answer that question. But I'm limited, and I don't have infinite knowledge. There's there's things, and I might even be wrong in what I'm telling them, thinking that I'm right, because I'm human. But God, every time... That we seek God and we ask God for wisdom. He never runs out of it. He has infinite wisdom. And everything He leads us is absolutely true and trustworthy. What a blessing this morning to be reminded about our God. So, where's the starting point to all of this? Well, it's in verse 7. We've already read it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's the Lord. Reverence and in awe of God. That's the most wisest thing a human being can ever do is to fear God, to honor God, to reverence God, to worship God. You see, that's what happens at salvation. We realize that we don't have all the answers. We realize that we can't save ourselves. And we realize that He is our only hope. And so, as an act of worship, we look to God, and we reverence God, and we see God, we see our need for God as the Holy Spirit reveals it to us, and we respond by faith. The starting point is a sincere relationship with God. Coming to a saving knowledge of God through the person of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He is our wisdom. He is the beginning of a life well lived. You know, you might see uh, the saying that says life is good. You know, a little happy face. Well, I want you to know that that's only true when you know God. Life is really only good when you know Jesus and you've trusted Him as your Lord and Savior. See, that's the starting point. The, uh, through our walk with Jesus each day, we grow in the grace and in the knowledge of Jesus, and this happens by making wise choices to pray and to, to read His Word. Here's the here's that manual right here. God has given us His Word uh, from Genesis to Revelation. It's true, and it contains everything we need to know about ourselves, and everything we need to know about the world, and everything that we need to know about eternity and the end times. And it, it's all right here about how to live and and about how to be a good parent and and how to be. A godly person and 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 how to go to heaven and it's all right here it's in the Word of God his word will be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path it'll show us the way so God has given us his word making wise choices to live wisely not according to the ways of the world but according to the ways of God so it begins with salvation and trusting in Jesus and reverencing being all of God notice verse 7 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, Fear doesn't mean, you know, terrorized, but it means reverence and respect. Now, there's, it's a great terror one day if someone doesn't accept Christ and someone doesn't place their faith in Christ. Oh, there's going to be a great terror that they face one day when they stand before uh, the great judge, before, when they stand before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, the Bible says it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. There's, there's great terror that's going to come. One day, but we 're talking about fearing God and reverencing God and being awe of God, how great He is isn't it amazing this morning that bright sunshine coming through the windows this morning and isn't it amazing as we're uh, thank the Lord coming to the end of the pollen season and uh, coming to the end of springtime and how so much has come to life and the, the green trees outside it just looked almost looks like the like summertime now what, a, what an amazing God who's creator and he's in charge of all things that's the God that you and I believe and trust in and we have reverence and fear for him you know there's a connection between fearing the Lord and gaining wisdom as we walk with the Lord as Solomon wrote in chapter 9 and verse 10 listen to this the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding Do do you see that fear the Lord then you have knowledge And then you have understanding. So as we have reverence and and we worship God and we rely on Him, we grow in knowledge and we grow in wisdom and understanding and, and discernment. How often do we show reverence for the Lord? You know, we show reverence for God when we choose to pray. We show reverence for God when we take Him at His word. You know, the world has its way, but God has His way. And it boils down to, not because, not because I have to, but because, Lord, you're worthy. God, I worship you. I don't, I don't get, give in to some of the things that everybody else is giving into. to. Why? Because you're worthy. It's not about me, it's about you. And I want to reverence you, and I want to worship you. And so there's understanding and there's wisdom. So I challenge our graduates, especially this morning, that we would... Seek God in His wisdom, that we would make wise choices. Verse 7 says, fools despise wisdom and instruction. Don't be foolish. The fool may be intelligent by worldly standards, but cares little for the wisdom of God and refuses to accept God's loving discipline and wise instruction. You see, it begins at salvation. You began a walk with God. And God doesn't leave you where, where, where you found or where he found you. But that's a glorious beginning. He walks with us and he talks with us. And we need wisdom. We don't know the way. And we look to God and we humble ourselves and say, Oh God, I need you. And we pray. And we obey his word. And God is going to bless. And that's, my, I, I, that's, that's what I encourage our graduates with this morning. The fool that d- just despises that wisdom and instruction. Some think it's wise to, to, to think that they've got it all within themselves. I'm somebody. I've got all the answers. And we get on our high horse and we think, I don't need God. You know, but some, somewhat, somehow, God has a way of getting our attention, doesn't he? But don't let it get to that. Let's, let's seek God and let's seek wisdom from above. The dividing line between the wise and foolish person is not intellect, but a personal relationship with God through Jesus. It's possible to be intelligent and unwise at the same time. Oh, how we need the Lord. We can be full of knowledge. But if that knowledge doesn't honor God and doesn't lead us to the Lord, then, then it's, it's, it's not wisdom. So we're talking about godly wisdom this morning. So I encourage not only our graduates, but all of us. We need this. We need you know, to, to reverence God and to stand in awe of God. And that begins wisdom and discernment and knowledge to live wisely not according to the world, but according to God. That's the best life. That's when life is good, man. When you know God and you're walking with Him and you're talking with Him and honoring Him and He blesses you and, and, uh, and you pray and God brings you through something and your faith just just grows and, and uh, that's, that's, happy. That's, that's the true life, the true happy life. So it begins, there's a starting point, it begins at salvation. But also look at verses 8 and 9. Pay attention to wise counsel. God uses several sources that reflect the truth of His Word. And we see one of those here in this passage. Instruction of a godly parent can be used by God to illuminate and instruct in the wisdom of God. You know, the the book of Proverbs begins with an invitation and a warning. The invitation comes in the form to be wise, obviously. Solomon urged anyone who would listen to hear and obey the call to live wisely and to make wise choices. Making this choice will not be easy in this sin-cursed world that we live in. There's so many obstacles around us. There's so much uh, bad and evil influences around us. But living wisely and honoring and trusting God is so worth it. Also, there's a warning here as well. The invitation to live wisely, but the warning is Solomon warned of the trouble that awaits any who will not heed the call to live wisely and to make wise choices. There's a, there's a clear warning that we're going to see in the remainder of, of these, uh, these verses. He turned his attention to his son, who would need to make up his mind to walk in God's wisdom or live with the devastating consequences. So I'm I'm challenging, especially our graduates, but all of us this morning, to answer the call to hear and obey the wisdom of God. Here's this father, Solomon, is speaking to his son and giving his son instruction. Solomon called his son to listen to the instruction of the father and to the wise teaching of his mother. Look with me in verses 8 and 9. My son, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother for they will be a graceful ornament on your neck or on your head and chains about your neck listening means more than hearing it means to pay attention it means to absorb it you know like a sponge absorbing the wisdom from your parents that's that's one of the sources that we find here in this passage is the source of receiving wise counsel from your parents absorbing it, not just listening but hearing and absorbing it, paying attention to it, and then applying to what's being said. man, I think about our, our three high school graduates here this morning. What a blessing it is to have godly parents. every one of you, you have godly parents. I was joking with Vicky yesterday. she was telling me that, that Gabby is is going into education over at Anderson University, and I said, well. I think Mama might have a few things, uh, some, some things to say about that. And she said, yeah, you know, certainly she does. And how, what a blessing that is. And, and I see Dennis back there sitting beside your beautiful uh, graduate, Gracie, going down to Charleston Southern. And, and, I, and I know that you've had uh, those, those talks and, and, and you've given wise counsel. And Gracie, you ought to be thankful for such a wise dad that would, that would, beat it, that would just say, here it is, and, and, and would pour into you. And, and then Tanner back there, oh, what a great family, uh, Carrie and Connie, and, and uh, you are blessed indeed. And you have parents you know, that, that will give you wise, godly counsel. Praise the Lord. And Lindsay, uh, she's already graduated high school and now, praise God, has graduated college. And there her fine parents are right there. And I'm sure along the way, uh, I'm sure that they have given her plenty of wise counsel. What a blessing. And that's what Solomon is doing here. He says, my son, and he's calling his son to listen to the instruction of the father and the teaching of his mother. Solomon may have uh, in mind here his own son, Rehoboam. Rehoboam would be the next king, and would need God's wisdom to rule well. Or Solomon may have been addressing his other sons as well. These divinely inspired proverbs are useful for every youth person who wishes to live wisely and make wise choices. So here is what Solomon is giving to his son. The picture given in these verses is that when a young person pays attention to God's wise counsel through parents. That's, that's like receiving a garland of favor on your head. A garland, beautiful thing. Garland of favor on your head and pendants around your neck when you listen to and absorb and obey the wise counsel of your parents. The world has its way. And really, anything goes so long as you're sincere. Whatever you feel, whatever you think, just go for it. You know, listen to your heart, you know, they say. Um... But our hearts are deceitfully wicked, the Bible says. No, we don't need to listen to our hearts. We need godly counsel. We need the godly counsel of parents. But we also, most importantly, need the counsel from above, from God. And that counsel is what I'm encouraging our graduates and all of us here this morning to rely on and look to. So, listen, pay attention to wise counsel. There's all kind of counsel in this world. And it will lead you to heartache and despair. It'll lead you down a road and down a path and you'll have regret. But you'll never regret seeking God and His wisdom and paying attention to wise counsel. That's what we need. But thirdly, verses 10 through 14, resist sin. Oh boy, if there's ever a counsel that 2022 needs, it's this right here. Resist sin. Notice the clear wise counsel Solomon gives to his son in verse 10. My son... If sinners entice you, notice the clear message, do not consent. There's that, the, the enticement. Sin is enticing and it tempts us. Always remember this, child of God, every one of us, from the youngest to the oldest, always remember that either we be killing sin or sin be killing us. Well, that's good counsel right there. You know, I mean, we, we, the enticement to sin just as Solomon told his son, if, if they entice you, don't consent. Also, if they say, come with us, let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for, these, for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like shul and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. Oh, they thought they were powerful. You know, we'll, we'll even kill if we got to have our... Whatever we've got to do. And Solomon says the power that some think they have, even power to, to send some to Shul, or basically is the, 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 the grave of the dead. It's the pit. You know, they thought they had the power to just... When someone, you know, if, if they get in the way, you just kill them and get them out of the way. And you have that power, and it's all about about your purse, and it's about making money. And, and Solomon says, if this entices you, especially, I can't imagine Rehoboam going to be a king and all the, all the temptations that would come and the, and the hunger for power that would come. And he says, if they entice you, oh, don't consent. When sin entices us, it entraps us. That's what the Bible says. It's a trap. Oh, it looks so good. It could be shiny and sparkly. Oh, it can look like it, is, it, had, it promises so much. and You're missing out if you don't. The enticement is there. But I'm telling you, it's a trap. Proverbs chapter 5, verses 21 and 23. For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. His own iniquities, here it is, entrap the wicked man, and he is caught in the cords of his sin. Just imagine getting entangled and, and entrapped. Like I was yesterday, I had my extension cord out and, and I, ha- I had the pressure washer and I, I was wanting to wash the car. And, and, and so there's the hose pipe and there's the hose for the, the wand, the, the pressure washer, and, and then there's the electrical cord. And my goodness, I got to where I was turning one way and I was tangled up and then my, uh, the soap water turned over and it's making a mess. And, and that's a picture of sin. You know, we get entrapped and we get entangled and we can't even function. I mean, it, that could be a, a wide variety of things. And, uh, you know, I think about alcohol today, and, and, and they're targeting our young people, those, those that are even too young, according to law, and it's targeting them. And, oh, it sparkles, and it seems like it's so inviting, and there's the enticement that's there. But I, I just want to remind you, it can entrap you, and it can entangle you, and lead you down a path of regret. And I've said this before, and I, I just want to say it again. I don't think anybody is a better person, let alone a better Christian, because of alcohol. You need to run from that stuff. Run from it, man. It doesn't make you any better. And, and you'll have such regret. Always remember, either we be killing sin, or sin's going to be in killing us. It's going to be entrapping us, and it's going to be entangling us. Now, I know what I'm saying this morning is not popular, but I believe it's the truth. I mean, what's more important? We want to be who God wants us to be? Or do we want to fit in and blend in and fall into the mold that the world has for us? So th- this morning, I-, I encourage us, don't get caught in the, the cords and the, the trap of sin. I, I think about, uh, about sexual sins today. It's just so glorified, and it's so rampant today. And, and, um, and fornication is, is practiced all the time, and it's just so accepted these days. But I want you to know that the Bible says to flee that. Flee fornication. And if you don't flee it, you're going to get entrapped and entangled. And it will not only uh, you know, hurt you in the present, but it will hurt you in the days to come. You see, the choices that we make today, and I say this not only to our graduates, but our high school students and middle school students, you may not realize it, but the choices you make today does have an influence on the person you're going to be in the days ahead. So, don't, so, so when, when you're, when you're uh, enticed... Just like Solomon says, what a wise counsel. My son, hear the instruction. Don't forsake the law, for they will be a graceful ornament around your your head and chains on your neck. Here it is. If sinners entice you, do not consent. Honor God. Dare to be a Daniel. I think about Daniel and and, and, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and and Abednego, and there they were. They were the choice... Ones, and they were, they, they were there, and all the others were bowing down and, and, and taking the king's wine and the king's food. And they were bowing down. But praise God, Daniel purposed in his heart that he wasn't going to sin against God. Lord, give us a generation that will purpose in their heart they're going to not sin against God, but they want to honor God and love the Lord. And that's, that's the life that you'll be blessed and the life of no regret. When, when it's enticed, don't fall into its trap. Here's the good news about temptation. God always provides a way of escape. It might be overwhelming. Temptation boogies going on. And it seems like you may have said no, 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 eight or nine times. And all it takes is one. The temptation is on and it seems so strong. But 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Praise God. There's a way of escape. God is faithful. There's a way of escape. You know, some people take this verse to mean that God won't put on me more than I can handle. That's false. That's not what this verse is saying. This verse is saying that I won't be tempted above what I can handle. There's always a way out. And you know, the, the, the bottom line about temptation is we have our old sin nature. When we get saved, we have a new sin nature, praise God. The Holy Spirit of God. We're alive spiritually. The Holy Spirit of God takes up residence in our hearts. But we still have the old sin nature. And it's there. And the question is, which one's going to win out? The sin nature or the spirit? our our, our spiritual self. Which one's going to win out? Whichever one we feed. If I'm constantly feeding on the ways of the world and on lust and giving in to temptation, that's who I'm going to become. But if I'm feeding on the Word of God, seeking godly wisdom and counsel, and praying and walking with God and trusting in the Lord, then I'm going to grow spiritually. That's the one that's going to win out. The question is, not if we're going to be tempted, but what we do when we are tempted. The wise person flees temptation. Doesn't consent, as Solomon says. And, and they're, not, they're not weak because they're fleeing it. I'm telling you, anybody can give in to temptation. It's easy to do that. But it takes the power of God, a transformation in your heart and mind, to not give in to temptation. And I know in this day and time we think that's old school. That doesn't work today. Listen, God never changes, and He's able. This is what God expects for believers, is to live wisely. to make Everybody else might be going the other way. Let them go. but purpose in your heart like Daniel. there to be a Daniel. I'm not going to sin against God. Peer pressure. You, you see that? Look at verse 11. If they say, you see that? Come with us. Let us lie and wait and shed blood peer pressure they're, they, they say it they're, they're you, who are the they say in your life they are they're, they're, they're those that are calling you they are calling you to come and, and they are enticing you and wanting you to join in with them well it is my prayer that we will flee temptation and not consent here is the truth you can't do anything that you don't want to do. The devil can't make you do it. Your friends can't make you do it. It's really your choice. Make wise choices. And I, and I encourage us this morning. We give in. Here, and here's, here's the thing. We give in because we convince ourselves that the sin that we're giving into is better than what God has for us now that's the truth that's what we have convinced ourselves we don't do anything we don't want to do we make a choice we're going to make a godly choice to seek godly wisdom to be who God wants us to be and when we're tempted if we give in we have convinced ourselves that that sins better than what God has for us how foolish you know that's that's why that's why uh, Solomon says that, that the fool doesn't accept instruction and wise counsel. So foolish. Who are we as the created to turn around and tell God, Your way's not as good as what I'm fixing to give into. The temptation can be strong, but let's let's desire this morning, let's choose this morning, to shun evil counsel, to listen to wise counsel, and to honor God. Well, let's let's look on here in closing, verses fifteen through nineteen. Solomon warned his son against falling for the temptations of ungodly, unwise people. He called his son to resist and to flee temptation. Now in verses 15 through 19, Solomon points out the consequences of following the wrong crowd. And that's what we find here in verses 15 through 19. Follow along with me. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Once again, very, don't do it. Don't make that choice. Don't cross that line. When they're enticing you, don't consent. Don't do it. Here again, repeats it. Verse 15, don't walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. For their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. But they live in wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. Why is it important to trust the Lord for salvation and to live wisely each day? Because verses 15 through 19 reveal that sin leads to self-destruction. And that's what I want us to see in closing. Verses 15 through 19. If we give in to the enticement, we give in to the temptation, it leads to self-destruction. It breaks my heart. I've got those that I went to high school with graduated with and, and they've, they've chosen a path of, of alcohol and drugs and, and it's, it's self-destructing and you know they don't, a lot of times don't even realize it and verses 15 and 16 is a reminder about the company that we keep if you want to know about yourself check up on who you spend time with because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15-33 do not be deceived evil company corrupts Good habits. In other words, those that you associate with, if it's not godly, if it's evil, it's going to corrupt you. You may think that those around you won't influence you, but God's Word, not my Word, but God's Word makes it clear that evil company corrupts good habits. It's a dangerous thing to be influenced to do evil and sin. And verses 17 through 19 reveal that the unwise. And godless person is like a bird that can't see the trap. Set up by his own sin, even though it's in plain sight. Blindness, can't see it. One of the most frustrating things is when you, when you talk and you deal with someone who is an addict, they've got all the answers, man. They've got it all figured out. They're in control. And it, they're self-destructing right before their very eyes. That's the path that's ahead that awaits you if you give in to sin and temptation. And you consent when the evil, the bad company says, come join us. That's what lies ahead, is self-destruction. What a sad thing. It doesn't have to be that way. The ambush that ungodly people think that they have set for others is actually for themselves. They end up destroying their own lives. Tragically, the unwise person is blind even to what's happening. Self-destructing behavior is often hidden to the very person who is self-destructing. Some might, they might say, oh, Just going through a season of bad luck. Things are not working out my way right now. But, but you know what? Uh, we'll get through this. And, and, and I can drop it. And I can change. And I can do all of this. And all the while, it's a dangerous path of their own choosing. We need to feel the same about sin that God does. Oh, God help us to do that. It nailed His Son to a cross. God hates sin. He loves the sinner, praise God. He proved that love when Jesus, and we saw this morning in Sunday school, look it up, John chapter 13 and verse 1. Jesus was faithful to the end. Oh, how He loves you this morning. But he went to the cross. And he died for my sin and yours. And we need to be reminded about that when we're tempted to sin. This sin right here is the very sin that Christ died for. We ought to think about our Savior. Feel the same way about sin that that God feels about it. This is so true this morning. Till sin be bitter, Christ will not be sweet. And I'm going to say that again. Till sin be bitter... Christ will not be sweet. The Holy Spirit of God will never lead you to minimize sin, and especially to justify it. And boy, we're compromising today like never before. Now's not the time to compromise. Now's not the time to water it down. Let's feel the same way about sin that God feels about it. Till sin be bitter, Christ will not be sweet. I don't know about you, but I want Christ to be sweet. I, I, I don't want to be giving in to the very things that He died on that cross for me. I'm so undeserving. Let's feel the same way about sin that God feels about it. The good news is godly wisdom removes the blinders. (laughs) You're not blind anymore, praise God. The scales fall from your eyes when you look to God and you trust God and you see the truth. You see it for what it really is. And you have discernment to make wise choices. Also, James reminds us that when we lack wisdom, James 1 verse 5, let us ask of God. He'll give it. We have no excuse this morning to be ignorant of of truth and wisdom. We have no excuse. The Bible says just ask God. He has infinite wisdom, and he'll give it. He'll give it without rebuke. He he won't even say you should know better. No, he'll give it liberally, the Bible says. So I I just want to challenge our graduates this morning. Let's make godly choices. I just want to give you an example here. Of those that might think that they're wise. But they're foolish. Note, notice here. Verse 11. Come with us. Let us lie in wait to shed blood. Lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like shul. And whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. Fill it with spoils. You, you think about. About those that shed innocent blood, they they shed blood, lurk, uh, lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. You know what comes to mind when I read that? Something that that we've read. and I pray it'll be the case. We pray about this in our men's prayer group. Abortion. My goodness, folks! I I, I read, uh, I, I saw this week where uh, there was a there was a pastor that said that he was fighting the battle of abortion. And, he, and, and so it's like, what should I put on my church marquee? And so the answer was, he said, abortion is health care. God have mercy. Innocent lives. We're talking about human lives. There, there are those today shedding innocent blood. And you know why that is? I'll just go ahead and tell you. It's a lucrative business, brother follow the money. That's why, that's why abortion is legal. That's why there's those that are fighting it. There's people getting rich off of it. That That is evil. I mean, the love of money is the root of all evil, and that right there is a big part of it. Those that are shedding innocent blood. The person might think they're wise even by the ways of the world. And Folks, I'm talking about a church. A church out in California sought one of the politicians and it's like, what? what shall I? how should I fight this battle? I mean, look at Blair up there holding that precious life right there. Look up there in the balcony. Look at that precious life. Thank you, Blair, for, for being right there. I mean, how precious. We're talking about human life. And we ought to be able to speak for those that can't speak for themselves. Innocent lives. It just amazes me that we could even celebrate the unborn being murdered. The world has its ways. It's an evil world. And they're calling, they're enticing in, in so many evil ways. And it's time for a, a generation to stand up and say, I'm going to honor God. I'm going to do what's right. I want to be wise, not in my own eyes and not in the ways of the world, but I want to be wise in the eyes of God. I'd rather the world make fun of me and mock and laugh at me and be right with God than to have the world approve of me and stand before a holy God and be guilty. God help us to be right with you. And so I challenge all of us this morning. I believe this is a very timely word for us this morning. As believers, we, we need to be who God says we ought to be. We need to seek godly wisdom and follow God's ways and not give in to the enticement of the evil ones. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you this morning and and it's my prayer that every one of us here today, Lord, as we wrestle with the truth of your word, Lord, that we would shun evil counsel. God, that we would not give in to the enticement. We would not consent. But God, that we would hear godly instruction, perhaps from our parents, but especially from you and your word. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be who you'd have us to be. May we honor you. May we fear you. Be- wisdom begins with trusting you. And Lord, I pray for that one here this morning that you're speaking to that needs to trust you as Lord and Savior. May they do that right now. As you're speaking to their heart, they know they need forgiveness of their sin. I pray they'll place their faith in Jesus right now. They'll ask forgiveness of their sin. Turn from their sin and turn to you. Say yes to you this morning and be saved this morning. Lord, I also pray for those that are here that maybe have made poor choices, they haven't lived wisely. I know I I wouldn't dare try to stand before your people and say, I've got it all right all the time. We all have, have fallen and we've made poor choices. But God, I pray that we would seek godly choices, that we wouldn't continue down that path. God, that we would commit today to seek godly wisdom, to have faith to make godly choices and to live wisely. Lord, I pray that maybe there's some that just need wisdom this morning. Our graduates, our parents, young adults, all of us, even senior adults, all of us, Lord. We need wisdom this morning. and We know that, God, that you'll give it. If we just ask, you will give it, that we would live wisely for your glory. God, whatever needs to take place this morning, may it happen, Lord Jesus. We'll give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand together? Donna's going to sing a, a hymn of invitation, and I encourage you to come as God speaks. What is it this morning he's telling you to do? Would you come as Donna sings? this morning if our graduates that they would come and stand with me and, and as they come and as they stand with me I'm going to ask your families to join them and we want to close this service this morning praying for our graduates and Dora and uh, Dorian, Ricky, y'all come on too uh, on behalf of, of Lindsay and we want to include her in this and I, I believe in the power of prayer and in some cases our, our students are going out like sheep among wolves and so we just pray that God will put a hedge protection about them and that they would seek godly wisdom and honor God in these evil days. We want to pray for them and lift them up this morning. And so right there where you are, if you'll just join us and um, let's agree together and let's utilize the power of prayers we call on our Heavenly Father on behalf of our students. Jennifer and Stoney, if y'all will come as well. Thank you so much for pouring into these students over the years. We appreciate y'all so much. So if you'll just uh, just touch the person beside you, and uh, and we're agreeing together. in church family, would you join us as we pray? Our Heavenly Father, Lord, those to my left and to my right are so special. And God, I thank you for their accomplishments. And God, I know I speak on behalf of their parents. They're so proud, and they should be. But Lord, we thank you that as much as we love them, and especially as much as uh, the parents and family love these graduates. God, you love them so much more than we could possibly comprehend. And God, you demonstrated that love on the cross when you came and died on the cross for them. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your amazing love. And God, I pray for these graduates as they go out. And Lord, we do mention Lindsay as well. We know that she's not physically here. But Lord, we thank you that by prayer, Lord, that prayer is effective. And I pray that you will go before these graduates we pray for a hedge of protection about them keep the devil off of them dear God we pray in the blood of Jesus we plead and we give you praise thank you Lord Jesus again for this day as we honor our graduates and we look forward to the day when we're all going to graduate into glory one day when that trumpet sounds may we all be faithful doing what you'd have us to do that we'd not be ashamed in Jesus name and all God's people said amen these families sorry these families will be down front so you come and uh, extend the right hand of, of Christian fellowship. Encourage them. Tell them how proud you are of them and that you'll be in prayer with them in the days ahead.